From KTOO, I'm Katie Anastas. The Alaska Native Sisterhood has elected a new Grand President Emeritus. Millie Schoonover lives in the Prince of Wales Island community of Craig and has a long history of service to both the Alaska Native Sisterhood and community organizations. KRBD's Reagan Miller has more. Millie Schoonover joined the Alaska Native Sisterhood when she was 13. She's worn plenty of hats in her decades-long run with the Indigenous Civil Rights Group and now holds what the organization calls its highest elected position. ANS is my way of life. I've been an ANS member for so long. It's, it's been very, at times, challenging, but more rewarding than challenging. Schoonover was elected Grand President Emeritus in February. She replaces the late Ethel Lund, who died last year. Schoonover has served as the president of local ANS camps in Petersburg, Seattle, and Klawak. When she was 18, she became the local camp president of Craig. Schoonover went on to become the Grand Sergeant at Arms, Grand Second Vice President, Grand First Vice President, and Grand President. Schoonover also has an impressive resume outside of ANS. She was elected as the first female Native Mayor of Craig in 2009 and was the Craig Tribal Association president for 20 years. Schoonover was a search board member. She also was the president and a board member for Craig's Village Corporation, Sean C., and was a delegate and executive council vice president for the Central Council of Klinka and Haida Indian Tribes of Alaska. She still serves on the Craig City Council, as well as Craig's Tribal Council and the Prince of Wales Community Advisory Council. Schoonover says her elders inspired her to join the sisterhood all those years ago and have guided her along the way. When I first became ANS local president, I had many, 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 many awesome mentors. The elders are the ones that groom you for these different positions on the local level and the grand camp level. And now it's her turn. The grand president emeritus is an advisory role, mentoring and inspiring the next generation. On the receiving end of Schoonover's advice is ANS grand president Daphne Albi. She's known Schoonover since childhood, and she says the new Grand President Emeritus has long been a source of counsel. And uh, just over the years, uh, she's just become a wonderful mentor, and, and uh, I go to her for a lot of advice and um, encouragement, and just uh, making sure that we stay on track. Albie says the sisterhood is benefiting from Schoonover's knowledge, patience, and experience in her new role. And she has a wonderful sense of humor. She is just so intelligent and just so caring. She truly loves the Alaska Native people. Schoonover says that in her new role, she's looking forward to sharing knowledge and experience with Indigenous leaders in the same way her elders did for her. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Reagan Miller. A popular recreation cabin in Annan Bay, about 30 miles south of Wrangell, fell victim to the forest this winter. It's been flattened by a spruce tree. As KSTK's Sage Smiley reports, the U.S. Forest Service is uncertain how long a replacement might take. Jeff Owings spent the better part of three months at Annan last year, working as an inspector on a large improvement project for the wildlife viewing platform that sits above Annan Creek. Early spring, I wanted to bring my family up for a long weekend. So this trip, we had, we had actually had planned this out for about a year. After the 70-mile run from Ketchikan, Owings pulled into Annan Bay in a 46-foot landing craft full of six adults, four kids, two dogs, and their gear. I was looking at the face of the cabin and didn't notice anything right off the bat. And then I focused in a little more, and that's when I realized that there was a big tree laying across the cabin. 
He and a friend ran this gif in, hoping the damage wasn't as bad as it looked, but it was. Unfortunately, the cabin is completely unusable. Acting Wrangell District Ranger Tori Hauser heard from Owings about the damage to the cabin. It's not safe. The roof is squished in and the sidewall is completely damaged. Hauser says that Forest Service staff will head down to do an inspection as soon as possible. And we're going to check the whole site out and the extent of the damage to the cabin on the ground and uh, make a plan for for uh, what we can do, get the trees out of there, that kind of thing. Hauser says it's likely the Annan Bay cabin won't be fixed this summer and says the Forest Service has been calling folks with reservations to try and shift plans or issue refunds. On the booking site, the cabin is blocked out for the remainder of this year. For people who had the cabin booked, it'll be a bit of a blow, not only to their camping plans, but for potential visits to the Wildlife Observatory as well. Annan operates on a permit system, and four of the 60 daily permits are set aside for users of the Annan Bay cabin. Hauser says she's hopeful for a relatively quick repair to the cabin. The good news is that um, the Tongass has recently received an influx of funding dedicated to cabins through the bipartisan infrastructure law. And we are hoping to pivot and to uh, move funding that Wrangell would receive uh, to the Annan Bay cabin and get it fixed as quickly as possible. Probably we'll have to completely reconstruct. Other cabins are often Plan Bs to Annan. Of the 22 other cabins on the Wrangell Ranger District, only two have been used more than Annan Bay over the past three years. In Wrangell, I'm Sage Smiley. Portable Southeast is an island-hopping art show designed to break down the physical and social barriers that divide the Alaska Panhandle. It's organized by the Juno Arts and Humanities Council and showcases work from Alaskan artists across six different towns and cities. Each month, the exhibit's 22 paintings are flown to a new venue. The exhibit just left Petersburg's Clausen Memorial Museum and is headed for Sitka. KFSK's Shelby Herbert visited the exhibit and has this report. Director of Petersburg's museum, Cindy Lagadakis, unpacked the exhibit at the beginning of February. She says the pieces came off the jet in individual tote bags. Juno Arts and Humanities Council has done a really incredible job of organizing this. And the totes were set up with foam to protect each image. Everything is labeled, so everything will go back in the exact same spot that they were shipped to me. It makes it very easy to pack it up and very easy to unpack it, except for I almost missed one little piece I thought was missing. And then The piece she's talking about is a photo painting made of scrap plastic, and it's immediately clear why she almost missed it. The picture is nearly transparent. It's also tiny. The weathered frame could easily sit in the palm of your hand. It's titled, I Am Alive, by Katie Ioni Craney, and features words in Braille. Logodakis carefully placed it in a beam of light and at eye level, inviting viewers to reach out and touch its raised surface. The Juno Arts and Humanities Council sends along suggestions for how to arrange the art, but each museum space is different. Lagadakis says curators have a lot of creative control over where the art goes during each visit. You know, every space that's displaying the art is different, so you have to accommodate what available space you have, how people are going to see it when they walk into the gallery. You know, you want people to feel invited and also see enough that they're drawn in and they want to look at more more of the artwork. And um, 
create little vignettes of color and subject and texture. So Portable Southeast features a wide range of mediums, including embroidery, oil painting, and basketry. There's even a two-foot-long jellyfish made out of plastic trash. It dangles from the ceiling. The tentacles flutter with every slight draft of wind. The spread of art is diverse, but each piece is travel-sized and illustrates some aspect of life on the coast. Last year, a panel of curators from across southeast Alaska, including Lagadakis, selected the 22 pieces you can see today. We intentionally spread out, you know, we wanted as many artists represented as possible. So I think you were only allowed to submit three pieces because we didn't want a whole show of just one or two people. We wanted to make sure there was a broad representation. The idea was to grab as many different pieces of art as we could. The Portable Southeast exhibit will tour across Southeast Alaska until June. Its next stops are Harbor Mountain Brewing Company in Sitka, then Port Chilkoot Distillery in Haines. Before the exhibit returns to Juneau, it will visit a yet undetermined location in Yakutat. In Petersburg, I'm Shelby Herbert. More snow is expected in Juneau tonight. The National Weather Service has issued a winter storm warning for much of southeast Alaska starting at midnight. Meteorologist Edward Liskey says snow will start accumulating quickly while most people are asleep. You should have about four to possibly six inches of snow already on the ground by the time you uh, get up and get ready to go to work. Liskey says commuters should make extra time for driving tomorrow morning. Snowfall will be accompanied by high winds, which could cause blowing snow and reduced visibility. Accumulations of 8 to 15 inches are possible in Juneau, Gustavus, Huna, and Haines by the end of the day tomorrow. There's also the potential for wet snow or a wintry mix of rain and snow as temperatures warm during the day on Wednesday. Juneau's emergency programs manager, Tom Matisse, says that combination won't bode well for urban avalanche danger. He encourages everyone in Juneau to pay close attention to the city's urban avalanche advisory tomorrow morning.